Hello, hello, and welcome to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. Here on the Dream with Reem show, we are not limited by logic. We challenge the status quo and shift paradigms. I am your host, DJ Dream, a global frequency healing advisor. I assist people in discovering their gifts so we can elevate the frequency of the planet together. As you guys know, the Dream with Reem show features guests from all over the world that have incredible stories and insights so we can continue to elevate our lives together. So if you are a master of your discipline and want to be a guest on the show and share your gift with the world, I encourage you to send me an email. My email address is music at dreamwithream.com. I would love to provide a platform for you to share your gift with the world. And I want to make sure that I give an extra, extra special thanks to all of you, our listeners. Our network now reaches over 90 countries with over 100,000 listeners a month. I've got so much gratitude for you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and showing your support. All right, we are going to get into some music right now. And when we get back, we are going to chop it up with TJ Walsh. TJ is an expert in human creativity and human relationships. He helps his clients harness their creative process as well as overcome fear and procrastination. I am such a procrastinator, so I'm excited for this. <laughs> TJ uses his GROW method to help identify the ways creatives get stuck and help them find their creative genius. So let's get into some music. And I will see you guys on the other side. You are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. Right on Q Radio. Greetings. Welcome to the middle section of the Chocolate Factory Extended Play by Malik Davis. I hope you've been enjoying what you've been hearing. He and his engineers have spent a long time to make sure that this is right. Up next, we have Soul Plane. It is a funked out groove that will now be introduced by your captain. Oh, greetings, everybody. This is the captain speaking. Uh, you might recognize me from the beginning during that intro. We're going to make it a little funky up here, so just to get back, take the plane. So just go ahead and get ready for liftoff. Hmm. I like that. Yep. Okay. Bring the bass in. You already know. I had to make a little old school in here for all of the for all the old heads in there. Guitar now. Go ahead. Right on cue. Yeah. 
reason that you're listening, see Why the honeys always flock and they kissing the G You see me in the streets, yeah, you know who I be I'm a self-made player, pip down to the feet <laughs> You never see me in no Chuck Taylors Maybe occasionally, but mainly you catch me wearing my flush gators Fresh hat with a feather, baby, I'm that guy Brown mink with some ice, baby, I'm that fly Chilling like a villain and it's bringing me no pain Cause we out here on the soul lane Yo, what's a foreign? Shit, I whip the Impala And pull up to the finest girl and see if she a holler She says you must be confident, you think that you a baller We'll see what kind of game you spit without you talking dollars I say, baby, believe I'm not shady You see, I can't help it when I see a pretty lady I make sure everything I spit is truth, factual While I'm cracking your clavicles, acting like something natural Cooking in the studio, come and get you in taste Been serving them side dishes of cold grooves and bass Got soul food and plates, I'm old school and ace So you might wanna kick it, I told you we were straight ah! Sit back with a zigzag and wind down Room 11 is always kicking the right sounds High up in the clouds, bumping some cold train Relax, baby, I told you this was the soul plane Chilling like a villain and it's bringing me no pain Cause we out here on the soul plane Fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away. Chilling like a villain and it's bringing me no pain While we up here on the soul plane Fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away, fly away. <laughs> with my boys and you know we got new strains While we up here on the soul plane Fly away
Through the words that she had written like a criminal Urban and a little cold Denver but a little bolder Boy I'm from the north side of there I thought they told ya Creamy like the soda I was drinking it Finish it off with my little sister Cause it's been so long So listen with the nod I just get pissed cause you ain't getting off But boy I'm getting high I'm smoking all of this Kalishnikov Listen boss You ain't trying to win that toss So fall back The band's going on I gotta call y'all back
I'm 54, so it's too late to start saving for retirement, right? Uh, not right. Starting to save, even in your 50s, can really make a difference. Right now, saving seems hard to wrap my head around. AARP makes it easy. Go to aceyourretirement.org and chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach. It's free and only takes three minutes. I like three minutes. Answer some questions and get personalized tips to help boost your retirement savings. Thanks. Just head to aceyourretirement.org. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. When might you be buzzed? When you suddenly love everything. You guys, I love this song. I love these nachos. I love our kickball league. Oh, I love this guy. What's your name? You know what I love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzzed warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I love your car. Is this real leather? I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time to head out. If you see a buzz warning sign, call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Right on cue radio. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host, DJ Dream, and you are listening to the Dream with Dream show. On right on Q Radio. I am back now with my special guest, TJ Walsh. TJ is an expert at identifying ways creatives get stuck and helps them find their genius. He has been a professional artist for over 15 years, a psychotherapist for nearly 10 years, and now he is a coach for artists. TJ is helping creative folks get over their shit so that they can enjoy creating and making incredible stuff. TJ regularly writes and speaks about topics of art, culture, faith, and mental health. His work work has been exhibited and published internationally, and he has been featured on NBC, in Relevant Magazine, featured in Creative Magazine, and The Good Men Project, just to name a few. TJ is an expert in human relationships, human creativity, and creates processes as well as overcoming fear and procrastination. Please welcome TJ Walsh to the show. Hey, TJ. Hey, I am so excited to be here and talk with you and uh, your listeners. Um Man, like <laughs> hearing you read that, it makes me like feel like, oh my gosh, is that like, is that really me? Because I just, I'm just a person, right? Who um, loves to like interact with people, teach people, work with people. And um, I just accumulate all of that stuff. And so hearing it listed out kind of makes me a little self conscious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it really is like all about um, all of that stuff that's listed is about human relationships uh, and uh, connecting people with their creative uh, selves and their creative spirit and one another. And so I try to have those two things intersect um, because, you know, we can talk about it as we get going. Um, but I really do believe that your creative spirit, while it lives within you, also lives within the community and um, circle of other people that you surround yourself with. And, and um, so that's how all of my things tie together. But <laughs> anyway, that's I'm just like, wow, that's 
that's exciting to hear all of that, but I'm just TJ. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am so excited to have you on the show, TJ. And yes, I definitely agree that your creativity is also like a collective creativity because when you're around that open and um, receiving environment, just so much can be downloaded and you're just free to, to really receive whatever's coming because there's no expectation of what it should be. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think leaving expectation kind of to the wayside and just allowing yourself to be present with whomever or whatever is right in front of you at the moment is super important, right? Because we can really get stuck in our heads really quickly and then everything just gets super confusing and um, can lead to a lot of things that get us stuck. Yes. Yes. I call it the clusterfuck. The clusterfuck. Yes. Yes. The clusterfuck. That's real. That's a real thing. It's the mesh up of everything all in one big ball that cannot be all moved. in one ball. Yep. Yep. That's right. So, so I loved reading your bio and learning all of the different intricacies. Like you are involved in the creative process on so many different levels and angles that it gives mm-hmm. you such a wide way of um, being able to tap in and help your clients. Um, I would love to know, when did you really notice your creative genius? Um, when did that start? What did it look like? Um, how has it manifested and, and, and changed over the years? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely changed over the years and has kind of taken you know, a winding path. But like many people, I think, if we can kind of think back um, into our histories of our lives, uh, we can all maybe remember a time when we were just free to create and free to express ourselves. And generally speaking, those times are when we're really young, right? Mm-hmm. When we're when we're in our kindergarten years, so like five and six years old, we're still pretty free to express and to create. And so I remember for myself, um, those years being really creative years for me. My parents um, still have uh, different things that I've cr- that I created back when I was little, and I look at them and I just see the imagination um, and the expression. But then, of course, as we grow uh, and as I grew, um, different influences came into my life um, and expectations and things of that nature that kind of set me more into this more um, rigid or fear-based, uh, performance-based kind of. Um, Uh, mentality and lifestyle. And I, um, I got kind of sucked away or pulled away from my creativity then. Um, But in high school, I did find that I really, really um, did not jive with certain aspects of education and what I was being forced to learn, like math, for example. And I was much better at the human uh, creative elements of the education experience. And I found, found my way back to the art studio in high school then, uh, did really well in English and, um, writing and things as well. Um, so I did go and pursue an undergraduate degree, uh, in fine arts. Um, and that's when things really started to, um, to propel. And I can talk about, there's a, there is, a the idea or the reality of fear 
being a big part of all of our experiences, whether or not we want to kind of um, uh, accept or recognize that. Um, fear came into me around the um, college undergraduate kind of uh, years where I decided, I thought, where I wanted to go and get a painting degree. Um, but that kind of rigid thinking um, that I kind that I experienced growing up and then more of the fear of like success. What if I don't succeed? What if I fail showed up and I moved in the direction uh, in my undergrad towards uh, something more and I'm using air quotes here, um, <laughs> something more um, like focused or reasonable. And I chose to go into the field of graphic design and communication design. Um, and so from that point, then I went and I was a creative director and art director, a designer for about a decade uh, for various organizations and freelance. Um, and I decided that I didn't really enjoy um, selling stuff to people, right? Because that's what a lot of us do as designers who go in the more commercial route is we start selling stuff, right? We start doing advertising, marketing, um, and trying to like get people to engage in an idea or a product. Um, and I decided that what I really liked in that whole process was talking with people and learning about their stories, learning about what gets them up in the morning, what keeps them down and not able to like do what they want. Um, and I decided that I wanted to then leave the world of design formally, right? And go and get my um, graduate degree in uh, counseling psychology. Um, and that's what I did. And then went through this whole process of, um, you know, obtaining licensure and developing a private practice and that kind of uh, thing. All the while, though, I was painting and was maintaining um, a private studio, um, showing my work, curating people's work, um, putting it into exhibitions and stuff like that. So, you know, really what I learned through all of that uh, was how to creatively follow my gut and um, trust the process, right? So the idea of process and trust and gut um, intuition um, is something that I really uh, talk to people about all day, every day, um, <laughs> because it's so important to our ability to have life. Now, um, I love the fact that you were doing those air quotes for um, what is normal and when people come into fear. So definitely in the world of art. So first of all, most of the time when people go into the world of art, they get backlash from family, friends, um, yeah. parents. And then I, I wouldn't have even thought that even within the field itself, that there would be more normal art type versus non-normal. What, what else other than graphic design would be, I guess, considered a normal or, yeah. or, you know, okay, I guess, yeah, okay, or, or accepted, yeah, 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 accepted, yeah. Yeah, accepted <laughs> more accepted, right. more accepted. So what you're talking about there is like our experience, uh, I think it's, um, you know, when you're growing up, you know, you're expected to, or you have the, the freedom 
to explore, or at least you should, if you're going, you know, my, my hope and dream for all kids is that they would have the opportunity to learn who they are in an organic, natural way with the support and the uh, holding environment that they deserve so that they can really grow and learn about who they are and discover as things unfold. But that's not necessarily true for all of us. And we know that, and that's uh, kind of where things kind of deviate pretty early on. What we're talking about, or what you mentioned, is this idea of somewhere along the way, we're told that we need to get serious, right? Right. We're told that we need to rein it in. And Sometimes that communication of you need to get serious or you need to rein it in is overt, meaning you're told that directly, right? That you need to get your shit together together. Mm -hmm. because you're just not, you're like, you're not going to make it now. You're an adult now. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Like put a lid on it. Right. Or that communication and messaging can be more covert, which is, you know, what are the, um, the expectations that are being projected onto us from those around us, right? Mm. Um, The idea of parents, um, you know, really wanting their kids to make it better than they made it or live the life that they wished that they had, right? And so some of these are covert messages that a kid um, or an adolescent young adult picks up and, really feels boxed in. Like I need to leave this stuff to the side that I really jive with that really feels like me so that I can have, or, well, I can have financial stability. I can have a career. I can have, you know, all of the trappings of life. And so that mom and dad or whoever uh, is important to me, who's telling me these things or projecting these messages onto me is happy with me, Mm -hmm. can be proud of me. And so I, I go into these directions that are um, more restrained or more accepted or respected in society, um, in our culture. In the art world, if a kid is lucky enough, right, to have um, medium level support from their family, right, and they're allowed to pursue the arts, um, those more respected on the outside to the general public is okay. The arts that can make money quickly. Mm. And so those are commercial arts, oftentimes design, illustration, advertising, um, in different fields like production of some sort, right? Um, Some forms of writing, so communication writing, advertising writing, those kinds of things that can kind of get funneled into a more traditional kind of workplace setting. Um, The stuff that is like the arts as we think of them, like painting or printmaking or crafts, and I'm talking like, not like necessarily like glitter crafts, but crafts <laughs> that are like, you know, weaving and um, uh, making things, woodworking, woodworking. Uh-huh. Uh, those kinds of things um, are more like 
when you're an adult and adults see you doing those things, oh, that's a nice hobby. Ho- yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, right. and, and I was going to say the ones that, that you were talking about, like the graphic art and all of that and, and advertising. Um, yes, you're still in your creative genius, but you're still limited because you can't produce what you want. You have to produce something for somebody else. Oftentimes, so oftentimes, yeah. right? Because you're usually being hired by somebody, right? As somebody's hiring you as a contractor or as a freelancer or bringing you into their um, to their in-house shop, right? And you're working for them. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some really great uh, designers out there that um, that are doing so many great things, uh, kind of in my space, um, as well to kind of shift that narrative that just because you're a designer doesn't mean that you are, or need to be limited, Mm. right? Asking, why are you a designer? What is your purpose? What are your goals? If you're working for a client, right. Or if someone has hired you, Right. And they're giving you a creative brief, which is, you know, basically the download of what the project is and the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can certainly just work to the brief, right? Work to the to the set of um rules given a, a given to you. Or you can say, you know what, like this is great. I'm gonna meet these, but I'm also going to kind of put myself into it more. Right. I'm going to really put my artistry because you hired me for a reason. Right. Right. You hired me for a reason. There's, you know, now in the world that we live in, there's so many different things that can almost design for you. Yes. Right. right? I, I do Template. a lot of my own graphics, but I, I mean, even even with my very basic stuff, there's some good quality things. But I also right. know that if I hired a designer it would be way better and also take less time because it would be sure. beautiful and fantastic. Sure. <laughs> sure, exactly. Right. And, and so we have the, these people can go and use some of these more templated kinds of things. Right. Um, but you chose to hire a designer, right. You chose to hire somebody who has a soul, who has a spirit, who has a voice. Right. And so giving, we're encouraging the designer um, to actually remember that, right? Is super important and super freeing and super um, just like validating to who they are. They don't feel like they are just, you know, another cog in the in the machine anymore. Now, how can a creative um, make sure that they don't lose their creative spirit if they are in stuff that is more mainstream? where it is about producing something to receive, uh, you know, producing something for somebody else. Um, How can they make sure that they don't shut down and lose Mm -hmm. their creative spark? Mm -hmm. That's a really, really good question. And it's a really, you know, important thing to talk about and have a conversation about because I run into people every day um, in my work who, um, are struggling in that area, right? For one reason or another, the one that you just referenced of like, you know, being in a more um, corporate or, or non-creative environment as a cre- as the creative person, um, or, you know, uh, just taking somebody else's vision and making it come to be, that can be a really stifling 
um, experience. So there's that one. And then we also have this experience that we've just gone through this past year, right? Where uh, some of our creative outlets, because of the way they the way they are, have been eliminated from us for a really long time Mm -hmm. now, 15 months or so. Right. And things are just starting to come back online. And through that experience, we saw people or I saw people rather lose their creative spark. Their creative spark essentially died. Right. right? I was Mm -hmm. talking to one person this week, um, uh, in an interview that, you know, I, that I conducted with them, uh, for my, for my, from my collective group that I, that I run. And she was saying, you know, when this came, when this pandemic showed up, my business, my creative business was completely annihilated. She was in the events business and production and lighting design and just completely was annihilated. And she was like super, super depressed. And she said, my creative spirit literally died. Mm -hmm. Um, And then she went on to say, you know, there was a specific event um, that she uh, experienced where she uh, experienced her creative spirit be reborn. Mm -hmm. Right. And now she's kind of turned this corner and is doing something that's completely different uh, than she ever imagined. Um, but she's finding that creative uh, impulse and drive again um, that she had lost, that she said literally died, um, but she experienced a rebirth. Now, your question was, what can people do so that um, they can either avoid that kind of situation entirely? And sometimes it's not avoidable, as my friend's case there. Um, she just got washed over with a wave of calamity. Um, but other people can maybe avoid it, or if you can't necessarily avoid it, um, how can you, uh, be nurturing it along, um, while you're doing the other things that are kind of paying your bills and keeping you going, right? Because that's, that is a necessity, everybody. Um, we have to kind of live, um, and feed ourselves. So I say, have a community around you of artists or um, other creatives that you can really um, uh, come alongside you, alongside them, they alongside you to encourage one another um, and also to hold one another accountable for um, not giving up or when we feel like giving up, um, right? Leaning in and saying, okay, this is really hard, but I'm going to stand up and with your help, I can do that. Um, and I'll be here for you. So community is really important. And then also legitimately having something that you do creatively that is not for anybody else. Mm-hmm. That is only for you, right? It's not necessarily, well, it's definitely not for the boss, who is trying to stifle the creativity by being, you know, super bossy and directive. Um, But it's also not necessarily going to be work that you're going to put out into the world for the public to see. So you're not necessarily planning on exhibiting it. You're not necessarily planning to stage it. Um, You're not planning to sell it necessarily. If that stuff happens, maybe that's awesome, but this is just for you Mm -hmm. and um, you do it without um, 
fanfare without wanting or needing people's approval. Um, it's just to replenish your soul, to um, take some of the weight and grime of the day off of you um, and to keep your flow going. How, how have you seen that? Um, Cause I love that point about having it just for you. Cause that sort of ties now with like social media and like mm-hmm. followers and likes mm-hmm. and, and, you know, you know, going viral and all mm-hmm. of this. Mm-hmm. Um, how, do, how does, how does that factor in when, when somebody's creating their stuff, um, not yeah. the stuff that they're doing for the, just themselves, but I'm sure that that also um, helps to, to darken the spark. <laughs> Definitely. Dim social spark. media is, social media is such a dev, uh, double-edged sword, right? It's such a double-edged sword. Um, we need it in many ways, right? Like legitimately we need it. Um, because and especially sword, since the world shut down and one of the ways people are communicating is only through social media right now. Yeah. 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 And it can be used in such a powerful way um, in an amazing way, but it can also be so, so destructive, right. To our, to our like, um, to our spirit creatively, to our spirit, our human spirit, um, because it is so fabricated, it is so curated. Oh, man. It is so like picture perfect. So this goes to my clinical uh, uh, side of me, which <laughs> uh, just wants to let you know that um, people who engage, and of course, I don't have the um, the specific research pulled up in front of me. Um, so I'm not going to state things uh, in numbers right now. Um, but we have seen with people who engage with social media with uh, in, in long, often like hours and hours a day, periods of time, the rate of depression and anxiety increase exponentially. Yeah like double digits exponentially in terms of percentage of people suffering with anxiety and depression, if they're engaging in social media uh, at a certain rate um, and in a certain way. Um, And so with my folks who I work with, the creatives, right? It's like looking at all of the stuff that other people are creating, looking at all of the supposed success that these other people are having and looking around themselves and saying, well, I, I must be shit, right? Mm-hmm. I must be shit because I'm not, I don't have all that. I don't have all this. It doesn't look like that. It doesn't feel like that. Um, but we forget that what we're really looking at is the best of the best of those folks. Right. The stuff that they chose to cherry pick and just like put up there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when we're in our own space by ourselves, doom scrolling, I call it doom scrolling, right? We're just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and letting it wash over us without thinking. And we wonder why we feel like utter shit at the end of it. Um, we lose sight of the fact that it is curated to look a certain way. It is made to look a certain way. Right. And And also the algorithm feeds it, right. Feeds it to you. 
That's what I was just going right. to say. It's not only it feeds it to you, it keeps it coming and it keeps you going down the same, um, same rabbit hole rabbit that hole, you were yeah. on. So if you started on something that maybe not have been such high frequency by the end of whatever, however long, whether it's five minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And again, they're, they're designed to keep you on for like 30 minutes or more. Yeah. Um, that just means you're going to be down that rabbit hole. Right. Um, and, much, much right. and then not only that, right. Not only is it that one session of, you know, I have some people who call it, I'm, I'm doing research for my work, right? right? <laughs> right. Um, I'm trying to get inspiration, right? <laughs> okay. Sometimes that's, that, that, that makes sense. Right. Um, but yeah, like if you end up on a lower frequency or if you start at a lower frequency and you end up like in the pit of like despair, the despair <laughs> um, that algorithm uh, remembers where you were. Right. right. And so you're going to start back at the low frequency again. Right. And then it's just going to perpetuate. So limiting social media intake when you are creative or um, boundary boundarying. Yeah. Boundarying, putting mm-hmm. um, guardrails up on how you use social media as a creative person um, is super important because our creativity our ability to create our um, our is directly tied to our sense of self and who we are. It is our identity, right? Because it comes all the way back to this idea that human beings are innately creative. We have to be creative. And I'm not just talking anymore about just like the arts, right? Like right. drawing pictures, painting pictures, uh, sculpting, building. I'm talking about everything that we experience, right? That we touch almost, um, that we come in contact with has been created by a human being. And that is through, by definition, creativity, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're innately creative. And as creative people, the quickest way, in my opinion, to dull that creativity is to start and start lining yourself up next to all of the others. Mm. And, and on that note, um, with the social media, there is, um, there's about 9 million influencers on social media between like all of the platforms. And this is going to people think that just because you're an influencer means that um, you're, you're successful in all of this stuff of the 9 million um, influencers on Facebook, 7 million of them are not making money just to put that into perspective. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. They're not oh, making wow, really? money off of their influence. They just have high followers, high likes, high, whatever, but those likes and comments and stuff don't turn into sales. And so we look at these influencers and we're like, oh, there's, they've got so many followers and, and all this stuff. But in reality, they are, their influence means nothing. It is generating zero, zero amount of income. So You're, just to well, put, for put them anyway, income. right? Right, right. <laughs> exactly. 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 Wow. <laughs> Somebody's that, making money off of them, but they are not. They are not. Yeah. Well, Wow. Yeah. See, exactly. But the perception that we have, right. Is that, oh my gosh, look is at that, that number of followers of them are making it big and they're not. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, and I think that that's why we always have to come back to our why, right. Why are we doing this really? What is our purpose? What are our values uh, as individual artists or creators? Um, 
What is our vision? What is our mission? And until we understand what our purpose is, what our goals are, um, we're going to get stuck in that mm-hmm. like rabbit hole. Now, maybe there's nothing wrong with, um, with a goal or um, uh, a mission to accumulate a really high number of followers so that you can get a blue check mark next to your name, <laughs> right? If that's legitimately what you want to do, then that's awesome. Go for it, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But if it's not, don't put yourself up against that, right? Other, right? Um, really know what your vision is, or what your goals are, what your why is, right? Right. This is a great little time for us to take another break so that you can start thinking about your dreams and your goals. And when we come back, TJ is going to get into his grow method. It's the process that he teaches his clients to help get them unstuck and to re-spark their creative process. All right, guys, we will see you on the other side. You are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. Right on Q Radio. Feeling me, 
memories of my mom got me loving life. Uh, I ate you all my heart. Our emotion is a gift. It will help you shift out the matrix like a flip of a switch. Art and music was given to me from the source to help me reach my full potential. Activation swiftly while giving you the credentials. Quickly to attract more light workers and healers and currency. Eventually will be essential in my university to help elevate sleeping souls. That's why we create art and music. That's why we create art and music. That's why we create art and music. That's why we create innovation. But the less said about that. Gotta keep on striving Gotta keep on striving Gotta keep on striving Gotta keep on striving Right on Q Radio. Call the assembly. SRM. You wanna write a song? Get a notepad and a pen. If you are not the same, why can't I see the change? You know the words I say. To love me is to obey. Jesus, let me write this down. Worship that He won't come from me. It's my submission to him is all on and So this is my response Lord, anything they are Anything I ask This is my total worship Lord, anything they are Anything I ask This is my total worship So remember when You the rapping sin And I came far Your whole life as a sacrifice, I gave up mine to pay the fine for your whole life. I paid in full as an example of how you should have performed. But you're holding back, you keep giving part, but not your whole heart will come before me. But I am a standard. Don't you know that I am God? You want all of me, but everything you've given me back is partial. Son, I am a standard. Don't you know that I am God? All of me, but everything you've given me back is passion. Jesus, tell me, write this down. The worship that He wants come from my life is my submission to Him, is all or none. This is my response. Lord, anything they are, anything else, this is my total worship. Lord, anything else, anything else. 
heaven send and I give for your whole life as a sacrifice. I give up mine to pay the fine for your whole life. I paid it full as an example of how you should live before me. But you're holding back, holding back. You giving me back is partial Son, I am a standard Don't you know that I am God? You want all of me But nothing that you give is substantial What else do you want me to do? To let you know me want all of you You are live on blessing street But you now are past But nobody answer when you jealous God now makes me up like a calling So show me you love me by the way you obey me Total surrender me one that for the daily And if it wasn't shall be far I not eat but a baby So me make it clear like a HD Jesus tell me The worship that he wants come from my life Is my submission to him is all I am So here it is Cause everybody talk, 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 talk When you move 
No get a joy for a while through the sky Freaking mind messed up You got the Hey, it's me, your cell phone. We need to talk about something, something serious. I know you love me, I know you like using me wherever you are, but I feel like this isn't working out when you're driving. I know you may think that it's possible to focus both on me and the road, but I just don't feel the same way. I think we should spend time away from each other when you're driving. It's for the best. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host, DJ Dream, and you are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Cue Radio. Before the break, we were chopping it up with TJ Walsh. TJ helps his clients harness their creative process as well as overcoming fear and procrastination. He is an expert in human creativity and human relationships. TJ uses his GROW method to help identify the ways creatives get stuck and helps them find their genius. Please welcome TJ back to the show. I would love for you to get into and let us know what GROW stands for. I have a little, I mean, every, everybody has acronyms <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> it's like, you know, you have to have one, but I have the, I use the acronym GROW, G-R-O-W. I think I spelled that right. Sometimes <laughs> I think I'm a little dyslexic and I invert the middle letters sometimes, but anyway, I have GROW as the acronym that I use uh, when I'm talking with people. And the first letter of that word is G and I say that is goals, right? Um, And creative sometimes kind of balk at the idea of goals. Um, Mm. They're like, I'm an artist, right? Like, I'm just going (laughs) to do this. I'm just going to make, don't kind of box me in goals, box me in. Um, But goals are really, really important and they don't have to be gigantic goals, but they can be small goals. And I talk a lot about micro goals, um, which is just like, what are, what are these little things or smaller things that you can do to inch yourself forward or take steps forward to get to where you want to go down the line to get closer to your why or your purpose. Um, And goals are actually really important when we're thinking about the overwhelm of uh, information and content and uh, influencers that are coming at us all of the time, right? Who are just really wanting to knock us off our Mm -hmm. path towards knowing ourselves and becoming the fullest version 
uh, purest version of ourselves. Um, if you don't have a goal um, or goals, right, it's going to be so much easier to get swallowed up. And so focus on goals is important. Now, my, me not being an artist per se is like musician or, or art. Um, mm-hmm. when, when you say have goals, to me, that seems um, like art being a creative is kind of abstract in, mm-hmm. to me. So what, um, I know it's individual for each person, but what, what is, I can see why artists don't or creatives don't come up with goals because like I said, it's, it's very abstract. So what is some kind of like, I guess, what, what are like your goals? What would be, is it like making sure like twice a week you sit down for 30 minutes doing something? What are tangible artistic goals for creatives? Sure. Um, Sure. It's very different for everybody, as you, you just said. Right. Um, But it can be as simple as, you know, sitting down, I'm committing to sitting down uh, and working on my art, whatever that is for X amount of time, X amount of days. Um, It's not, I'm going to uh, paint the next version of the Sistine Chapel, (laughs) right? And like have that done in this amount of time, right? Maybe the Sistine Chapel idea project is like your ultimate goal, right? But that's too big. We have to slow down. And if you're having trouble even getting into the studio because of some of the other things we touched upon, like fear um, as being a really big one, um, we need to start there with a micro goal because you're never going to get to the Sistine Chapel if you're not kind of getting your flow going. Taking your paintbrush out. (laughs) Yeah. Now, so for me right now, right, I have, I have, big stuff going on in my life in terms of like what I'm trying to do and what I'm trying to accomplish. And those are big goals. Um, And some of these things have taken away from my um, studio practice. And I uh, have, so I have a group um, that I'm working to grow, which is called the Bold Creatives Collective. Um, And I went to them. And I was super like honest yesterday. And I went in there and I said, you know, guys, I got to be honest with you. I talk all the time about the importance of being consistent with your practices, right. With your um, studio practice or your, your performance kind of practice. Um, But I haven't been in my studio for months now Mm. (laughs) myself. Um, And I need to just let y'all know that because I'm setting a micro goal of this weekend. I'm going to make sure I get into my studio at least for a half an hour Mm. Um, because I'm starting to really feel pent up from not being in my studio. I'm starting to feel really tight. I'm starting to feel a little bit more on the depressed or sad side of things. I mean, I know that's because I haven't been tending to that really uh, important primary part of myself because I've been so focused on these other things that are also creative, um, but not tending to that um, important part of myself. So I set that micro goal. Mm, I love that. Setting a micro goal to kind of um, re realign yourself with your creative spirit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they should be um, like 
they should be very specific too, right? So um, goals should not be ambiguous, right? Um, They should be challenging in some way, right? So like, you know, how is what I just said about getting into my studio for 30 minutes this weekend actually a challenge? Well, I ha- I'm talking with you, so that takes time, right? I have a three-year-old son who is super, super active, and he demands a lot of my time. Um, and I have some other stuff I have to be doing, and it's challenging for me to move myself into the studio, especially since I haven't been in practice of doing it yes. lately, yeah. right? So that's how it's challenging. Goals should also be recorded right? So a goal that isn't recorded is a dream, mm. right? It's just an idea. It just lives in your head, mm-hmm. right? So writing your goals down or typing them into your computer or on your phone, right? So that they're recorded. Um, there's more of a possibility that you're going to make those goals a priority, right? Because they are actually something that you can see written down and remember, I have my goals on my ceiling so that when I'm laying in bed, um, Ah. I look up and they're right above when, um, you know, right, right where my head is, I look up. And then the thing is, is um, without my glasses, it's difficult, especially if it's a little bit darker in the room, it's difficult to read them. So then because, so then I have to like, remember what they say. So that also is like, um, kind of like ingraining it into my brain Yeah, because I can't just read it. I have to be like, wait, what does that one say again? And so it's coming from memory. Right. So So you're like, yeah, you're committing it to memory as well. You're that's how I mean, you're recording it that way, right? Because you're looking up there. And it's just like a constant reminder, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I also say they should be explicit, right? So that you'll be able to say that you've achieved it. So explicit goals are clearly defined goals. Right. And it's even better if there's something that you can measure. Right. So the number of paintings, pages, or tracks that you want to finish in a particular amount of time. Right. If it's something you can't measure, then maybe you can kind of figure out a way that you can implement some kind of measuring um, system to it. Um, there's a few other things that I say goals should be, but I do also think that um, an important one is that, or two important ones, inspiring, they should be inspiring. Um, they're, you know, if it's not inspiring, it's going to like impact your flow, right? You have to make sure that your goals are connected to your purpose. So that goes back to your why or, you know, your values and everything. And then enjoyable, do something, set goals that are enjoyable if you can, right? Because then you're going to be just more prone to like follow through, right? Right. <laughs> right? So, you know, I think sometimes, um, artists say that they don't like rules, say that they don't like structure. Um, but at the end of the day, they're more creative and they're more, um, productive if there is rules or if there are rules, if there is structure around them in some kind of way. It's more for, like for me, um, cause again, I'm not a, like an artist artist. Um, I can take I guess I'm more of, I guess maybe like a event planner. I can take a bunch of different things yeah. and put it together and create something amazing, you know, like a, like a producer. Cool. Yeah. Um, but I also know for myself that if I don't have specific, some, some rules, like a baseline, then because, because we are creative, 
there's so there's it's unlimited that it kind of doesn't allow us to get to our best creativity because we're like, well, I could do this and I could do this and I can do this. Whereas if we kind of hone it in, then those really great ideas, even though we um, would have thought of them, even if we didn't have the rules, we can find them much easier and right. um, grasp onto them because we kind of have a baseline. It's like, yeah, the, the foundation of the, of the building. So. Definitely. Exactly. Exactly. And then like, you can kind of, if you, if, and if you get to know the rules, if you get to know the baseline, um, uh, you can maybe push out from them sometimes. Right. Um, but always coming back to, you know, what was the purpose of this originally? What was the, um, what was the, the goal or the vision, right. That you're trying to achieve. Yeah. So you kind of have like, a a, uh, a point of reference to come back to. Awesome. Yeah. I love that for goals. Yeah. Ah. So then, so then there's, so there's goals and then there's realities. So like, what are, what are the realities that, you know, artists, artists face, right. Or creatives face, right. And addressing those things um, and opportunities and then ways forward. So we're moving to like, def- we're moving from def- to do understanding the realities of what it might take to get there and what you might want to, con- what you might need to confront. Right. And so those are like our inner critic, right. Our fear, our um, procrastination, uh, potentially, if you're a procrastinator, right, which is linked to fear, right, and understanding that we all have those realities that we have to contend with, because they're, they're human realities. Um, And then options, finding uh, different ways of tackling or dealing with those things, those realities, so that we can get to the ways forward uh, of meeting our, our mission, and achieving our vision. Um, as as creators, makers, humans. Awesome. Uh, let's see opportunities. Now, um, opportunities is that is that like looking for um, creative ways to express yourself, looking for new ways. Yeah, looking okay. for looking for new ways, looking for creative ways. How how have I been doing things for a long time and not necessarily being able, not necessarily pushing forward or getting to where I'm trying to go? How can I maybe look at this differently? How can I take a different approach to to this? Even if it's just like a small tweak here or there, what are some different uh, creative options or opportunities uh, that I can identify uh, to push myself closer to that vision um, and, and uh, getting that mission finished. What are a couple of um, indicators that something that you are currently doing would need to be looked at and revisited for um, alternate ways of completing them? Okay. So what are, so like what I'm currently doing or what, like, (laughs) 
like in general, what, what would be signs that stuff is going about to go the wrong way? Got you. Got you. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, are, what are my warning signals? What are my indicators? <laughs> yeah, of course. Because, you know, we, that goes, that goes right to um, like knowing yourself, right? Like, and, and trusting that what is, what you're experiencing and feeling um is something you have to pay attention to. So yeah, some signs. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, if you're feeling like you're dreading getting up in the morning to do the thing that you supposedly love to do, there's something in the way there, right? There's something that you have to look at. It's not necessarily, you know, something that's going on in your creative practice necessarily. It could be something else in your life but it's taking energy away from your creative practice and you're feeling dread about that. Um, Your time is kind of all over the place, right? You're feeling stretched thin. Um, You don't have the bandwidth, right? So do you have, how much do you have going on? Right. Maybe we have to look at all the things you're doing and cut some of them out so that you can focus on what it is you say you want to be doing. Right. And then also, um, there are um, some gaps in creativity that um, I like to address with people. Um, And I just want to pull them up really quickly. Yeah. This is what's cool about. Uh, having an interview like this is I can pull up some reference things. Um, uh, quick. Ah, yeah, I sorry. know. I mean, I mean, with COVID, a lot of things shifted, but um, there's a lot of things that has made, made it easier. Cause yeah, if we were in front of each other and you know, you wouldn't have your notes, I wouldn't have my notes. And <laughs> we'd be shooting from the hip and who knows what's going to come. I know it'll who be knows What's going to show up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so the creative, um, the creative gap uh, is something else that um, we might want to look at with somebody who's feeling like they're not getting for moving forward. Or they're not getting to where they want to be. Um, and there's three gaps in creativity, um, effort gap, skill gap, quality gap. And those things, if you're not aware of your of, of one of those or a few of those gaps being in existence for you, that can really lead to frustration. It can really lead to that kind of dread that I was talking about a second ago, um, depression, anxiety stuff uh, showing up. And so the effort gap is, are you putting enough effort? This is really simple. Are you putting enough effort into your practice to actually get you somewhere. Right. And if you're not, why not? Let's look at that. Right. It could be like I was saying a second ago, you're stretched really thinly. Right. And you don't have the time to dedicate to it. So you're not putting the effort in skill gap is, um, you know, something that, you know, people don't really like to hear sometimes, but um, it could be that you're just, your skills aren't to where your aren't up to snuff to where your ideas want them to be right now, mm-hmm. right? So you could have really awesome ideas, but they could be like a year or two years or five years away from your ability to carry it out, mm-hmm. and that sucks, right? That sucks, right? We have these ideas, 
but like we're not skilled enough to do it. What the hell? <laughs> right? <laughs> I should be. I should be. Right. But how can we address that? Well, go back to effort. How much time are you putting to learn skills? Um, how are you um, uh, building relationships with people that can teach you those skills? Mm-hmm. Right. So that you can close that gap and get closer to being able to fulfill your idea. And then quality gap. Um, well, and, and with the, with the skills yeah, gap that all, that also comes to like instant gratification. We think yeah. that, that we should be able to do something just because we had a thought. Um, but like with myself, I've got, I've got such a great learning curve right now with the radio. Cause as I mentioned before, you know, I'm yeah. fairly new to the station. Yeah. Um, so like the learning curve of lo- learning how to interview even, <laughs> yep. um, and just everything, yeah. but yeah, we expect us, um, because, you know, we're whatever age we are and we've done whatever we've been doing for so long that when we have a new idea, we're like, well, it's just supposed to do what it's supposed to do. Why is it not working? Um, and right, we forget exactly. that we, we need to create, we need exactly. to learn that skill. Yeah. Yeah. What and is it? Being, a, a, and, and, what is it? A hundred thousand hours to become a master? Is that what it is? Or 10,000 hours? Something, or something? like that. 10,000 <laughs> hours. I think I've heard. Yeah. It's, it's, and whether that's true or not, the sentiment of it is true, right? That like, you know, it takes time. It just takes time to like build up the skill set and the knowledge base to be able to do some things. Right. Right. Um, I really, yeah, I really think that we need to be gentle with ourselves, right. And not get super frustrated all of the time um, when we're not able to like uh, do the thing as well as we want, if we're just starting out, especially. Right. Um, and then and I guess that ties gap, into quality, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that goes right to the quality gap, right? Which is not everybody is going to be Rembrandt or Picasso or Beethoven or um, whoever else we uh, think we should be or want to be. Um, the line to get to that kind of... Um, quality all these people are lined up there's not that many spaces for for people to fill there right and that's okay mm-hmm. right um that's okay the quality um will come with skill and with effort but it's still not necessarily going to be like hanging in the moma or something well and and i think that 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 though is a limitation on the person because um, the artist, because when um, you know, you're saying like, you're, you know, somebody's not going to be the next Picasso. And I think with them trying to compare themselves to that, that they're limiting their own creativity because they're like, Oh, I need to make art yes. like this because that's, I like it's Picasso or I like, yeah. Or like Van Gogh or like whatever. And so your creativity is based on them instead of tapping into yourself. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Quality. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it goes, you know, we can tie that back earlier to the other part of the conversation that we were talking about and apply it to like, you know, that pop culture of social media and doom scrolling and like lining yourself or putting yourself up next to X, Y, and Z person that you happen to be looking at online. Mm-hmm. Um, it is self, it's self-limiting. Um, and if we keep that kind of thing in front of our face all of the time, we're not going to be able to fulfill our 
full potential for ourselves maybe right yeah. and get to where we want to be and then again it ties back to what is your why why are you doing this you know why do you want to be picasso or why do you want to be whomever else you think you want to be mm-hmm. right why why not just be you and nurture that part of you that wants to create that needs to create um, that needs to express themselves out into the world and let that speak yeah. to whomever sees it <laughs> or hears it right <laughs> i love those uh the gaps in creativity uh i i can totally see that in so many things <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah yeah for sure i mean it's not just like you know it, it takes a long time to to learn things and we live in a culture and our society is set up in a way that we expect results immediately mm-hmm. right um, with the work that I do with people, they come into my office or they meet with me or whatever, and they expect that they're going to be able to be fixed or have their in an hour their <laughs> questions answered in an hour, right? And they'll only need one or two sessions or five sessions at most, right? To like clean it all up and, and get on their way and never have problems again. Um, whether it's with their creativity or with their mental health or something like that, but that's Mm -hmm. not how it is. Change and growth is hard and it's painful sometimes. Um, and it requires patience and grit and determination and consistency. Mm -hmm. And that's really a lot of what I coach people on is, um, you know, consistently showing up and putting in the work and leaning into challenge and difficulty instead of leaning away from it. Um, cause that's only going to slow you all down. So lean into it. Um, and then you'll start to see results incrementally. You'll see changes happen slowly, but consistently, right? If you're wanting change quickly, you might be able to change something quickly, but it's not going to be lasting change. It's not going to be something that is fully integrated into you yet. Um, and you'll, you may find yourself frustrated again sooner rather than later Mm -hmm. right? or stuck on something sooner rather than later. Right. Well, um, you know, habits take, uh, you know, at least 90 days to form and we didn't end up the way that we were in one day, you know, it's taken years for us to get, get the, uh, get the stuff. I I call it our bullshit story. It's taken us years to get our bullshit story. So yeah, the instant gratification of trying to get it fixed in an hour. Exactly. um, Definitely unreasonable. Exactly. Yeah. Human beings are like one of the longest, uh, animals to hold on stay to with things. their parents and hold on to things. Right. And like, it takes us like a really long time to grow. Um, you know, if we're, even if we're talking like biologically from baby to when we're ready to launch, that's a long time. Um, and also to like learn things and adapt to things, right. We've been doing this as human beings for hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, to think that you as an individual can just like pick up something and be amazing at it 
right away. Um, that's like self-limiting, right? <laughs> so like, let's like, let's embrace the process, right? Right. So let me take it away from like, uh, I was just starting to feel like, oh, this is negative. So like, let's look at like, positivity and like looking at things a little light more brightly embracing the process of of it of whatever it is you're trying to do wherever it is you're trying to go don't look too far ahead into the future at your destination but be more excited about the process that you're on um, and things will go much smoother for you <laughs> i know we're always about the the end result and we we tend to not uh, enjoy the journey on the way and uh, yep. smell the roses. <laughs> exactly. 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 I, I'm actually yeah. super lucky because um, I've got two neighbors that as I walk to my car, they've got rose bushes. And um, whenever they're blooming, I always like look up and there's always one calling me over and I'll go over and I will literally before I get in my car. Well, sometimes I'll go put my stuff down because my hands are full. So I'll put my stuff down and then I will go over and I will go and smell the rose a few times. And wild roses, if you guys have not smelled wild roses, guys, they definitely are way sweeter than the uh, manufactured ones in the stores. So really, I take bet they the are. Time. Yeah. Take the time to smell the roses, stop and smell I them. <laughs> I, bet. I bet. Yeah. It, it really is slowing down and taking your time to get in touch with what is going on around you, right. In your environment, what is going on within you in your body. Um, is, is so important to creative work um, because it gives us the opportunity to really, you know, experience a fullness and understand the depth um, that if we're just running from one thing to another, like a chicken with its head cut off, mm -hmm. we're not, we're not really in tune with what's happening around us. Right. So I love that you take the time, right. To, literally smell the roses, right? Yes. <laughs> because it's just, it's just taking you to that, to that point of um, slowing down just enough mm -hmm. to notice like the beauty that's around you and gain some inspiration or gain some renewed energy um, that will help you in whatever it is you're going to do next. Yeah. It definitely puts a smile on my face. So at least I'm getting in the car, not uh, in road rage. <laughs> right. 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 Oh, TJ, it has been such a pleasure having you on the show. Yeah. I, I would love for you to give us um, the information on how people, the listeners can get a hold of you. Sure. Um, yeah. Sure. So the easiest way to get a hold of me is by going to um, boldcreativescollective.com uh, and putting your email in. And then you'll get from me uh, four ways to grow your creative life. It's a little uh, starter um, and explanation about my grow method. So goals, realities, options, and ways forward. Um, so that'll come to you in an email. And then we'll be linked up 
pretty quickly um, and be able to be in touch with one another. The other way to hang out with me and to learn more is on Facebook. Um, I know we were talking about social media and, <laughs> and the dangers of it, but uh, I've created um, the Bold Creatives Collective. It's a private group on Facebook, but it is for artists and creatives of all stripes, right? To hang out, gain community, right? Gain uh, opportunities for collaboration, accountability, and education. And so you can find that simply by going to Facebook and typing in um, Bold Creatives Collective there and um, asking to be let in and I will let you in. Um, And then also on Instagram, uh, TJ Walsh Coaching is my I guess, Instagram handle. So you can find me there as well. Fantastic. And as always, guys, I will have all of his links on my Dream with Reem page on Facebook. We are going to take a quick little break and I will see you guys on the other side. You are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. Right on Q Radio. You can ride if you wanna, get high if you wanna, champagne high when we go up. Got the vibe getting stronger, the nights getting longer. Every time that we show up, all the lights and the life got the vibe getting harder, got the vibe getting harder, we got the vibe getting harder. Got the, got the vibe hitting harder, harder, harder. We got the vibe hitting oh, salutations, congratulations You have made it just in time for liberation It's a celebration, yeah, of innovation Let me introduce you to all my vibrations It's a pioneer nation, we surpassed revelation All them haters died off while we was grinding in the basement They fucking up the game, turned the culture into a wasteland So I had to bring it back with recruits to replace them I'm Bringing in my young kings from the dirty D. All they know was money, back murder, and burglary. To my right, swishing man, CJ Sweets. To my left, a throne reserved for Taj Legacy. Cause we all kings here, yeah. shout out to the queens, yeah. Everybody getting bags like we ain't slapping, yeah. Raise your glass up in the air, in the air. We can get a vibe popping anyway. You can ride if you wanna. High if you wanna champagne high when we go up Got the vibe getting stronger, the nights getting longer Every time that we show up, all the lights and the life Got the vibe getting harder, got the vibe getting harder Got the, got the vibe getting harder, got the vibe getting harder We got the vibe, yeah, as you can see, we just living free No politics or apologies, do whatever you please We got the name, we got the E, whatever you need The only rule is keep it G, and don't over-D At least not around me, I'm in my old zone, old zone Blowing circle clouds, know my old hoes Cause old hoes for the homies now I don't know what a hater is, we don't keep those around Keep my ten toes planted down, just to keep them underground Yeah, it's a vibe with the fam, it's a Vibe every night when I slide with the camp, yeah. huh. Got your main vibe in my whip And she captivated by the whole life that we live We kings, yeah, shout out to the queen, yeah Everybody getting bags like we ain't slept in years Spread your glass in the air, in the air 
We can keep the fight popping anywhere. You can ride if you wanna, get high if you wanna. Champagne high when we go up, got the vibe getting stronger. The night's getting longer every time that we show up. All the lights and the life got the vibe hitting harder. Got the vibe hitting harder. Got the got the vibe hitting harder, harder, harder. Got the vibe hitting harder, harder, harder. We got the vibe hitting harder, harder, Right on cue, radio. I made a decision and I gotta live with it. Shoulda, coulda, woulda with 2020 vision. Had a lot to offer with no one to listen. Always cooking up chef chippers in the kitchen. I'm at one with the universe. I put fan first. Even when it really hurts, gotta make it work. Sudden outburst. Got deep seeing them in the black hearts. Cause time it waits for no one. Gotta make the best of the hand we would I can go back to the same old ways Going backwards to the good old days I'm moving forward I'm moving forward now There's no looking back There's no looking back now It's too late to back down There's no looking back now It's too late to back down There's no looking back now It's too late to back down The show must go I made the decision and I gotta live with it Shoulda, coulda, woulda, we had 2020 vision Had a lot to offer, with no one to listen Always cooking up chef, chippers in the kitchen I'm at one with the universe, doing with the energy Tuned to the frequency, now it's muscle memory Finally it bounced, put down the Hennessy Had my block tripping when I first dropped Legacy Oh, I put fan first Even when you in the dirt, gotta make it work Even when they just smirk, can't go berserk When they wanna act a jerk, gotta know your worth Shake all the hate and the darkness that was occupying space in my life. You see, time is limited, but spirit is eternal. I came too far to be stuck in the inferno. Here's a glimpse, a glimpse into my journey. I can't go back to the same old ways. Going backwards to the good old days. I'm moving forward. I can go back to where I'm moving forward now. There's no looking back. There's no looking back now. Right on cue, radio.
brothers. Same feeling in me, I can't shake. And if it seems that at any moment I could break, I can't help it. Trying to climb back and ain't no telling if I will I can't help it No, no, I can't help it Yeah, yeah, whatever So I've seen better days Treading through the maze And I'm fed up, head of haze The weather never looks so forever Seven my everything and piece it back together At your pleasure with your lies You came alive Such a beautiful disguise And I thought you were my pride Biggest mistake of my life Biggest waste of my life The most bitter foul thing I ever tasted in my life I made you more than you could even see But lately I ain't stayed in a zone So maybe alone is where I need to be No more relation Maybe that's a revelation Rev the motor on my motivation And here I am, broken heart, broken hand Though I'm coping still I stand Cause I ain't no broken man It's all good, baby, baby Give a play a few more days And I'll be your gravy And things are crazy But mama ain't raised me To be a slave or no victim Let your days phase me See there's no armor for bad karma No honor in the false persona So who you? Same feeling in me, I can't shake And if it seems that at any moment I could break, I can't help it No, no, I can't help it No, no Laying sliding down the cliff I built Trying to climb back and ain't no telling If I will, I can't help it No, no, I can't help it no. Hey, the view's so clear I stayed for you, no fear Now I'm going, going back to you Nowhere, new state to be mine, new state of mind. Who stayed and who was left behind? This fate of mine is timeless. Every time I try to change the climate, rewinds it. Same climate, refine it and wipe the slate clean. See, you can make the same mistakes you made at 18, but this time you're playing to erase me. And I ain't trying to save face by breaking the faith you placed in my replacement. But face it, look, I ain't perfect. But it's some perks in my person you just can't purchase And that's on purpose The fact that you were quitting shows that you were quitting who the true purpose But I ain't judging the disorder in your core You stated your case, the pain it was fake You swore and no thing you ignored Same feeling in me, I can't shake And if it seems that at any moment I could break I can't help it No, no, I can't help it Sliding down the cliff I built Trying to climb back And ain't no telling if I will I can't help it No, no, I can't help it
the mic, y'all feel these flames. I'ma rip my soul out, take the bag and roll out. Cause if I don't, then I'll go and fucking sing. This is my life. Bless you. 
welcome back. Welcome back. I am your host, DJ Dream, and you are listening to the Dream with Reem show on Right on Q Radio. I want to thank my special guest, TJ Walsh, for joining me today. And I definitely want to give a special thanks to our quality up-and-coming artists that we had queued up for you to listen to. We start the show off with Living in a Fantasy by Ronarks. It's the music that you hear playing in the background and that opens uh, before you hear me speaking. (laughs) Our first song set kicked off with Soul Plane by Malik Davis. And then we had... Been So Long by Rogue Sounds. Our second set started off with the Hendrix Brothers with Art and Music. Then we had Sterling Roberts with Agoguya. Thank you, Michael Young, for Talk Talk. And we ended the second song set with Dark Magic by Adam Knight. Our third song set kicked it off with The Vibes Hidden Harder by Hollywood Foss. Then it was No Looking Back by Vegas Chips, followed by Help by Alias the Addict. Then it was My Life by Carlos Cruz. And we ended that set with Changing Colors by Franke de Carlos. Here At Right on Cue Radio, we love featuring quality up-and-coming entertainers. So if you are a quality up-and-coming entertainer and want your music featured on the radio for worldwide exposure, I encourage you to send me your best quality music. Send your EPK kit to music at dreamwithream.com. Make sure you send us your best quality music. Make sure it's an MP3 format only with a brief bio and a headshot or album cover. We would love to get you queued up on our worldwide network. Again, my email address is music at dreamwithream.com. And again, make sure you do send your music in MP3 format. Otherwise, we cannot play it. You can even check out some of the quality entertainers live. Tomorrow night, we have our hashtag Let's Prep Vegas live musical showcase. It's $20 at the door and the doors open at 8 p.m. Show starts at 9. Partial proceeds are going to go to support the Nevada Childhood Cancer Foundation. So come out tomorrow night and show your love for the kids and the artists. Oh, and by the way, it's Mingus's birthday on the 18th. So he's kind of turning this into his little birthday bash. So stop by and wish him a happy birthday. And if it happens to be your birthday this week as well, just show your ID at the door and you will get free entrance for your birthday. If you haven't already done so, I encourage you to check out our other hosted shows on the network. We have hosted shows five days a week for your listening pleasure, and we play all genres of music, so you will definitely find something you like. So check out our shows. All right, guys, 
I'm signing off for now. We're going to end the show with What We Need Is Love by Open Strum. Thank you for dreaming with me today. And remember, never be limited by logic. I look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, I love you and I'm with you. Right on cue radio. What we need is love